Where are you going? We did our job. Warned them. Now I have a personal matter to attend to. Eichhorst. <laughs> this is my chance. He'll be looking for me. Fence. Yes, most likely. You probably shouldn't take him on alone. You do realize that, right? Then come with me. Aww. I will, but we have to get the power back on. That's my first priority right now. Not mine. <laughs> Others can do that. You can't wait. You can't let them put the power on? <laughs> Why are you so goddamn stubborn? You have your mission. I have mine. <laughs> And welcome to Bloody Sunday, the Strain Podcast. I'm the host, Mike Marbeck, and to the right. I'm Jolie Darrow. David Danella. Cool. Uh, we don't have any contest information. We did that last week. Congratulations once again. What did you what did you think of this episode? Oh, Snoozeville. Red Hook, New York? More like Boar Hook, New York. <laughs> That was terrible. <laughs> More like, <laughs> you had, Mike, Mike, if I might jump in on that one. Hold on. You had the whole episode <laughs> to think of something. That's what you come at us with? Mm. Uh, Mike, more like, put me to bed, Hook, New York. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody has to go, but <clears throat> More Mike, like, yeah. dead in the head, Hook, New yeah. York. Mike, more like, put me in uh, uh, a breakfast nook, New York, so I can sleep it off. Nice breakfast. Mmm, these jokes are A+. Plus. <laughs> I, hook, more like... Bread hook. Yeah. None of these make sense. <laughs> Nor are Dead funny. hook. Wait, uh, put me to bed hook. Worked, sir. Alright. Yeah. Uh, so, neither of you liked this episode? Oh. Is that what I'm getting from these, these terrible uh, plays on the title? Yeah, it was so boring. Ugh, I couldn't take it. Like, I... The whole episode was one thing, right? And it was just battling zombies and Red Hook. Because if there was anything else of substance, I missed it. Um, um, the majority of the episode was leading up to and the uh, subsequent battle. The the show has wasted all the... Um, what am I trying to say? What's that word? All the good karma it built up with those couple episodes that were like interesting. Remember, there were like three episodes in a row that were interesting, yeah. and we were like, "Oh, maybe the strains figured itself out. Maybe, uh, maybe somebody came in and fired everybody, <laughs> and then hired new people who like actually knew how to write. They just brought in some like, you know, I don't know, some more qualified people, some high schoolers or some. Yeah, it's just like they hired." a bunch of people that are were capable of writing a sentence I just I think there must be a carbon monoxide leak in wherever they are doing this because <laughs> I, and I think people just have like I think people have like like the writers have four episode arcs they come in bright and capable of writing and then they just like slowly go brain dead and then they're dead by the fourth episode and then they bring in a new batch this episode was boring. I'm going to go uh, against both of you a little bit. Uh, I, I enjoyed the majority of the episode, but that's because my expectations are where they're at. Mine are too. You know, um, I, I, 
I, I don't go in expecting much uh, to, to this show. Uh, so I, I'm becoming more and more... It's becoming more and more enjoyable to me. Um, but I did something different this week, and I thought about the show before I watched it. <laughs> and uh, a couple different things... <laughs> a couple different things, uh, questions that I had that I was hoping that would be either brought up again because I missed them or uh, that would be answered. Uh, and one of the questions was, why does Kelly want Zach? And I still don't really know the answer to that other than, is, is it just as simple as it was her son? And if so, if so, why did we need... Were these spider kids created with the sole purpose of sniffing Zack out? Because if that's the case, that's the worst use of uh, what they can do, I think. Because you have Palmer at your disposal as well. Uh, with his money and influence, I'm sure he could have just gotten people to find people during the day. Uh, so that, that aspect of things just kind of dawned on me. didn't necessarily make sense. So... Why does she want Zach? Would you like to address this? Story? Yeah, I would. Uh, I would. Uh, so, I think that they, as you can see with Palmer, or not Palmer, uh, Eichhorst, kind of, you know, leading her along with, oh yeah, Nora's taken over as his new mom, you, you're his only mom. He's sort of trying to prod her more towards him, but mm -hmm. the reason that Zach's so important is because... Zach is the key to F, I believe. That's my opinion. And F is really dangerous for them. Right? Yeah. And sp part, part two, spider kids, they're just, like, more flexible. They're more uh, agile. <laughs> uh, they can They'll move take a about. bullet for you. They will. Uh, they have no shame. Yeah, this is, um, the spider kids, it's like, if we could make spider kids, why did we wait? Why didn't we kidnap every blind kid in New York immediately hmm. and just have a big army? You know, I mean, however many blind kids there are in New York, they should all be, they should all gotten thrown in that dirt and turned into blind, uh, <laughs> spider kids immediately. Um, yeah, they're um, in like every, I, I've seen like an odd amount of like interviews about the strain where people talk about it. And first of all, it's amazing. They talk about it as though they're making a great show and they're making art. So they're always talking about these cool things and like this cool, like character development. And one of the things they're talking about is like, Oh yeah. Like, um, you know, Kelly's most powerful tie to the world of the living is Zach. So when she was turned into a, a into a vampire zombie, that was really kind of the only thing the, only, the last vestige of her humanity to, to go away from her. So as she returns to being more and more human-like, uh, her urge to have Zach is like her anchor to her humanity. Um, which is, you know, it's great, but it's also like, a, it's as always, it's a little annoying mm -hmm. to watch a show where like things that can and should be explained within the context of the show are being explained to you um, by actors in talking head interviews on the on-demand channel. Yeah. I mean, I can, I, I think I can get that. I mean, that's, that's more or less the gist of what I was thinking anyway, mm -hmm. uh, that it was that, I mean, it wasn't as thought out as it was her last vestige of, of humanity. Yeah. That's all from just um, interviews and stuff. It, but it's like, 
I can put together that it's her son. Uh, she wants she wants her son, but what for? Like, what is the what's the end game here? Uh, I think it's the lore. I still think it's the lore. F personally. Nah. I, I think mean, that she personally doesn't have actual. I think she's a tool. Yeah. I think she gets Zach and she's just gonna Lemmy him. Yeah. Lenny. Lenny. <laughs> Lemmy's the lead singer of Motorhead. <laughs> but um I can't enunciate. Yeah. Uh yeah, she's gonna Lenny him from in Mice and Men and she's like, Oh now I've got my pretty Zach and like are you sleeping, Zach? And it's like, oh no, you crushed his tiny. Neck. Oh. And what's your? Uh, I'll ask you two questions. A, what is your your theory on Spider Kids? And B, uh, would you refer to this episode as Arachnid Hook? Oh, good. Yep. <laughs> that might be the worst because not only is it unfunny. Uh, I think it makes less sense. <laughs> um, I mean, just because, like, the spider kids. Um, no. Uh, I mean, it, it's now at the point where these uh, nonsensical titles are angering me. Uh, <laughs> uh, what do you mean, my theory on the... on the, What's my theory on them? What do you well, mean? you asked us what... Yeah, I wonder if, if you had some kind of inkling in your head of what they're doing. No. Uh, I was more... I was merely stating that... Is that really their sole purpose? Mm-hmm. That it was to to sniff out Zach. I think because that's lame. Uh, here, th- th- it's another question that I have because why hasn't Eichhorst been employing them? Mm-hmm. Why does Kelly have control over them, but nobody else gets like, I like if you were starting a gang, <laughs> you would want like. You would want spider kids if you could have them. Mm-hmm. Eichhorst is, for all intents and purposes, starting a gang, and he doesn't get spider kids. <laughs> I just picture a, uh, a meeting, like, the master's, like, watching something or just playing something, and Eichhorst <laughs> comes in wanting the bar or the keys to the car kind of thing. <laughs> you think I could borrow <laughs> What's that? Well, it's just that, uh, well, they, they are very agile, they, they can do other things, and there are things that I need that uh, only a smaller, more agile child can reach. I cost how old are you? <laughs> uh, how old when I was turned, or how old, like, you know... Listen, those spider kids got a lot of horses under them, if you know what I'm saying. It's not just about the spider kids. I've got I've to gotta pay car insurance on the spider kids, I've got to maintain them... I take them for washings. Are you going to do all that? Well, it's just that uh, I thought I would get something because you went with, uh, you know, the rock star. Icos, do you remember the time I bought you a dog? Yes. What happened to the dog? He fell and he got hurt and he died. (laughs) That's exactly right. And now I'm supposed to entrust you with... Dozens of spider children. It just doesn't make sense. Does it make sense to you? I've gotten, I've gotten so much older, so much older. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll give you one spider kid. I'll let you borrow him from Kelly. Yay! <laughs> All right. Uh, so I think uh, maybe Icorse is like cocky. You know, like he's gonna need a fucking spider kid army. Yeah. I I have full control over my tongue. So I say it. 
over oh, over his tongue. Yeah. yeah. Remember uh, when he used to um, like remember when he used to like strap like boys. He used what? to strap like he used to strap like muscle boys into like a thing and eat them slowly. Do you remember when they showed us that? Oh yeah. They just mm-hmm. totally like. Mm-hmm. We only need to see that once, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right. Just just one scene of a of a muscle boy. Do you remember that? Yeah. I no, don't. that was the the ancients. I thought that was for the ancients. Um. Right? Oh, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, there there was that scene where they uh, he was naked and. But we've seen Icors do the same thing, have we not? I didn't think it was a. Um, no, I don't think so. People's throats. All right, so mm-hmm. talking about this episode um, because we're now seven minutes away mm-hmm. from what we uh, assumed would be the end yeah, of we, the podcast. <laughs> um, uh, every week we come into this and say that twenty minutes should do it, um, and then we start talking about the show, which just goes to sh- goes to to show, I guess, that we we do care about the show. We do uh, we are interested interested in what happens with it. We are going to have issues with it, um, seemingly more often than not, um, but uh, they're they're legitimate questions. So about this episode, Icorse is going on a boat trip. I, I just found proof that yeah, there was an episode where Icorse like he had like a dude in like. Just his underwear in like a padded cell. Remember, it was the first time we saw Icorce without all his. It was when we called him Volvamore. It was the first time we saw him without all his uh, makeup okay. on. Okay. Yeah. And he ate that boy up. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, so Icorce uh, is making a deal with the boat. The boat guys. Yeah. Uh, he wants to go on a boat trip mm-hmm. and bring twenty, twenty, or maybe nineteen. Uh, oh, well, eighteen, sure. counting him, right? Max capacity twenty captains one person. Yeah, I course so. is one person. Yeah. Uh, so they're going on a little, little, little trip to Red Hook. A little booze cruise. It'll be a guest. <laughs> just a couple of fellas, maybe yeah. a lady or two. Yeah. Uh, and then they they all get out, uh, go around sightseeing New York. Yeah. For a little while, um, and that would have been a good time for a little musical number. We thought mm-hmm. last. One of the episodes would have had a, would have been a good point for a musical one, but this one would have been a fun one too. Um, just all of them out and about, not wanting to go after. Yeah. One of the one one Strigoi not wanting to like yeah. no, but the city's so big. What do you mean you've never been to Coney Island, of <laughs> <Yeah>. course. <laughs> uh, and then, all right. So we'll leave that there. They're all out there waiting to attack. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly's at one point during this open is being nuzzled by one of her spider kids mm-hmm. uh, and Icors comes in it's like oh no no it happens to everybody everybody for now he's Snagglepuss yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it happens to everybody <laughs> oh, oh it happened to me the master of them <laughs> uh, so he, he's like kind of just coddling her a bit uh, and says that we're going back and then She's she's also included in this. Yeah. Now that that we we saw the attack, there was a lot more than twenty people. Oh well, what, when they tore down the lights, that was when. Oh, the rest. Of the, the, yeah. The, so the the boat was like, um, what is the analogy? I can't think of it. It's you know, it's the people. Some people snuck in. They, oh, uh, it's like that orc in uh, in the battle in the Battle of Helm's Deep who brings the bomb up, right? He doesn't sn- sneak in the back, but he brings the bomb up, and they're like, "Take that one down!" Then I take that one down. And once he finally does, then the horde comes through. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll go with that. Yeah. Uh, and what did you call it on 
Oh, I called this episode the Battle of Helms Dump. Uh, all right, so they're they are out there, and Abe and crew will go to them. Uh, are kind of getting on Zach's case, understandably. Yeah. Uh, about letting his mom in, who's not his mom anymore. Uh, but he's can, seen her as a vampire. Yeah. Uh, and he's seen everything that they that they can do, like the like the uh, the spider kids and the tongues out. Um, and he's just nothing. Nothing's getting through to this kid. Mm-hmm. The worst. Uh, Fett and Nora go to see Dutch. Uh, and, uh, Dutch has a conversation with, what is her name? Nikki. 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 Uh, and feels that she's keeping secrets from them, mm-hmm. uh, from her, uh, that the timeline is not matching up, which kind of goes along with what I was saying before, um, a couple episodes ago that I felt that Nikki, uh, was some sort of spy or, uh, working for somebody. I don't know. Maybe she, she. Maybe she's even a some sort of. Maybe she's infected it on some level, uh, and just working for the mm. master. But then she had the moments at the end where she comes to her aid. But maybe that's just to regain trust. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, I could be seeing things that are really interesting that just aren't there. I don't think they're there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my assessment. Yeah, the emperor has no clothes, man. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think that. Uh, Dutch is just blinded by love. That's it. No more assessment. For whom, though? Yeah. There right? were some, some <laughs> nice vet moments. Or not nice vet moments, but there was there were some little... There were some little moments. Guys, polyamory is a thing that's a thing now. What, is, what does the second thing mean? It's just like or a thing the, that people are into now. What is Who the are you telling? Polyamory. Why, why are you saying this? Like, like we're gonna be like. Oh, <laughs> oh my, my stars, Jolie! <laughs> Whatever are you talking about? Uh, In 2015. Come on now. <laughs> In my backyard. <laughs> oh well, well, sure, sure. I believe in polyamory. I love two things: my husband and the Lord. <laughs> I do polyamor every Christmas. <laughs> uh, Just saying, that could be a thing for them. For for Nikki and Dutch. Because, you know, nothing says happy endings like the shrine. Yeah. By the way, I'm, uh, as Julie has been explaining all this, I just watched her um, incorrectly enter her password into her iPhone three times in a row. <laughs> just to paint the picture. Uh, speaking of painting the picture... One thing we skipped over was the out of nowhere new opening to this show. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. uh, first of all, well, that was the first of all. Second of all, I thought it was pretty great. I uh, thought it was dynamite. Yeah. But. But what? But, like, where did that come from and why? Yeah, like, that's an opening. The ninth episode of, of season two. Season. They decide, like, you know what? I think, uh, like, studio execs are like, show's doing well. Here's an extra thousand bucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What can you do with it? Well, we've always needed an open. Mm -hmm. Really all we have is this sound and the graphic. Um, There's this tribe in, I want to (laughs) say, South Sudan. (laughs) Um, 
it's somewhere in the Horn of Africa, so maybe not South Sudan, but um, there's this tribe in Africa, and they don't name, when a baby's born, they don't name it until it smiles for the first time. Mm. And I feel like that's what this show just did. Was Are like, all the kids smiled. named Smile? Yep, they're all named Happy. <laughs> yeah. Just all different words for Smile. Yeah. I, I said this when those uh, new credits were rolling, though. The, it makes me upset to see the new opening because it it shows every person who's a star and their characters, and that means that no one is ever going to die because they're never going to reinvest in a new opening. No. It's like a one-time shot. At least this season. Yeah. You know, that would be such a weird, weird thing to do if you're going to introduce a brand new open, has every all the main characters in there, and the next episode, two of them die. Yeah. Uh, and then they're appearing in that open as they... It would have been... I mean, and think about, think about this. That opening was so nice. If that had happened on the first episode... How many episodes would that have sold you for? Because if, if it happens on the first episode, right, we're seeing uh, we're seeing kind of what these characters become. So we're kind of hooked. We're like, ooh, like I see that F is going to re- shave that ridiculous hairpiece um, and he's going to be doing shit. Like everybody's like doing cool shit. Yeah, I'll watch more. I'll watch more until we get to this point in the show. We're past this point in the show. And now we're like, okay, this is too little too late. Yeah. And also... I, I, I have to watch 28 minutes of commercials just to get through the show, and now I have to watch a minute of this opening. Like, I don't like watching the Game of Thrones opening, and that might be art. <laughs> <laughs> it might be art. But uh, it just drives me nuts that no one ever dies. Like, I, I want to go back to this because no one dies on the show. I would get, I would care so much more if they would take things from me. Like... They would take things from me because that's what I want as a viewer. I want someone to just, like, build up my expectations and then break them down. I I don't want necessarily us to build up our expectations because, um, like, like in, like, a dry, manipulative way. But, like, go ahead and build up some character. Like, right. like, I'm fine with nobody dying if these are characters I care about. I'll, I mean, I would, like, the the best case scenario would be characters we care about plus stakes that feel real mm-hmm. yeah but the second best scenario is characters we care about plus a little bit of plot armor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but wouldn't you feel wouldn't you like re- retrospect what's the word retrospectively retroactively feel like more sentimental towards like fet if he died like if fet died just- right now wouldn't you feel a little bit... I guess that would be retrospectively. Yeah, I yeah. think it's retrospectively. Uh, I thought that... Or I cursed. Tonight, tonight we could have lost Abe or I cursed. I thought or we F, were... F, frankly. F, I, didn't, I mean, not, I mean, I'm yeah. saying what I, what, I, what I thought based on what was happening. I didn't see us losing F, yeah. but I really felt that Crest we Punk? could have... What? What about, uh, what's her name? Crest Punk, what's her first name? Dutch? Oh. Um, no, I don't think so. Um, I think the way that it was directed, and let me, let me go back to, let me say a moment for that. Let me say, let me, let me say something on that real fast. I thought the episode itself overall was pretty well directed compared to episodes in the past. Uh, and visually it was really cool. Um, like, uh, particularly the final moments with, uh, Abe and, uh, I and F, uh, and then also when Abe, I think it was entered that one building, um, the way the light was coming in and mm-hmm. it just everything looked really cool. Everything was shot really neat. So that's one, one feather in this episode's cap. Um, but due to the direction and the kind of tension of everything, it really felt like 
Abe could die or i could die. Uh, and and the way that it was kind of going back and forth, uh, I thought was really, really good. But I got pissed when nobody died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, um, I, I don't, you're probably going to get to this later, so I want to, uh, maybe I'll table it. But um, what has given Abe the impression that he can beat i in a fight? i is dodging bullets, and Abe, even with his rejuvenative eye juice, is... Um, is a slow man shaking a cane at a dude. <laughs> what is he going to do? Rejuvenative. I just, the yeah. new Mary Kay product. Yeah. <laughs> the new uh, Apple product. Yeah. I juice. The I juice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, each time he's faced him... He hasn't hasn't won, so there's there's, there's nothing. So what's going to change? That like, says what's the what what's the X factor there that's going to? Because Abe's going to beat him one day, right? That's no. like where they're leading. No, to? A- Abe. I think Abe has to die at some point. He's on borrowed time anyway, right? He's ninety five years old. I think was mm-hmm. what we found. Yeah. Um. So he he's on borrowed time. Uh. He's the old mentor character. I I, I think that he... Uh, they're just going to keep him until they feel like his death is going to be meaningful for another character. Well, but also the whole idea is that he won't die. He won't allow himself to die until he's beaten the master. Yeah. Right? That's like the context there. Yeah. Right. So... But right now he's just like... I mean, he's essentially just a walking exposition bot. <laughs> He's, you know, like it's like um, suddenly they're looking for the oxidolumen. It's like the oxidolumen, a sacred text of great power. If it fell into the wrong, if it fell into the wrong hands, it could be very dangerous to our cause. That said, if we found it, it could hold the secret to undoing the master's treacherous grip on. A empire city. <laughs> oh, the Big Apple. <laughs> and we know where it's kept, being kept at the, by that little boy that we saw <laughs> many years that ago. one episode. Episode, <laughs> episode five. At the 12 tw- minute mark. <laughs> you can pause it on a DVR. Uh, every, the more I do it, it really does devolve into the woman from Goonies. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, more, right. more, more, more. Um, <laughs> uh, where are we with this thing? Uh, so they are out there uh, standing at the fence. They uh, F busts in. Well, first of all, F busts into the the office or the precinct. Well, yeah, it's like a trailer. Though. Uh, yeah, kicks kicks in the trailer door. Yeah. Uh, and first of all, he's got a gun strapped to yeah. him. He's got a rifle strapped to his back. He's got a shaved head. He's pale. He kind of looks like a vampire already. Yeah. It's a room with the, both the mayor of Red Hook and the mayor the of cops. New York. And, the, the and, and a bunch of Staten Island cops. And he's able to just bust in. Bust in yelling. And nobody does anything. Mm-mm. No. And he just throws Zach out there. You know, my son. Whew. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know Zach. He's okay. I, he I, I, kid. I've seen cops take swing at, swings at people 
for just looking at them a little too long. And this guy, and this guy, during the middle of a vampire apocalypse, comes running into a place with a rifle. <laughs> also, very poor choice. Yeah. Very poor choice for uh, the matter at hand. Mm-hmm. Also, extremely poor shot, as we've seen. No one. I don't think, outside of maybe three bullets... Uh, I mean, in the battle there were some, but when it counts, none of these bullets are landing. No. Uh, it's very annoying. Um, but I guess that's a normal thing for, you know, a movies doctor. and televisions. <laughs> Sorry for a doctor. Well, actually, uh, it, it, in reality, though, I mean, like, and this is, here's the thing, is like, within movies and television, like, people are actually way more accurate shots than mm-hmm. they are in real life. In reality, people are terrible shots. Well, I mean, it's, they're going to be horrible shots when the person's, we know the person's not going to die anyway. Yeah. Uh, like when they're shooting at, uh, shooting at Kelly and she's just like, and that was like nine cops. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was ridiculous. But, um, cops, people, like, except for like a bunch, a couple professionals, like most people are like, like, like the average bullet hit ratio, like it's a good time. Yeah. All right. So the the army of Strigoi, after the lights get turned out, uh, arrive at the Red Hook fence, and the mayor uh, just before that cuts out. Yeah. Peace. Um, and then they have those like almost obligatory. Anytime the mayor does something dumb around people that are banding together to do something, is uh, uh, I can't believe I voted for that guy. Um, <laughs> F. That was F. Yeah. Saying that. Um, yeah, so they're, then they attack, uh, and they get quickly quickly kind of uh, taken care of. Um, but then the second and third waves show up. Right. Um, and the councilwoman, she kind of gets yelled at. What did she get yelled at for? Uh... One of the one of the cops. I think I don't know if it was that she just wasn't showing enough backbone or something. Yeah. Um, and one of the cops, I think Frank, maybe had said something to her like, "Come on, you gotta you gotta pull these people together. You gotta do something." Show yeah. your balls. Uh, so then she gets on a uh, a parade float um, and kind of goes around and does this kind of uh, battle cry, uh, almost Independence Day like kind of thing, yeah. um, and rallies the. Residents of Red Hook, uh, to the cause, yeah, and they and they yep, and that's and that's how it works. <laughs> is you just get on a you get on a jeep and you start yelling into a mic megaphone, and mm-hmm. if I know the people of New York, <laughs> they they hit the streets and they rally to the cause of the common good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it would have been. I mean, that was that's. It's a nice moment to see. It's kind of like, you know, the like I said, for me, the end of Meteor Man, where all the residents come out and help. Um, or the way all of New York comes together and sings. Um, uh, what did they sing? Your Love is Lifting Me Higher, uh, at the end of Ghostbusters 2. Um, <laughs> so it's a, it's a nice moment. But I want to see, see things treated with reality, especially within this show. And for me... It would have been like you'd see shades going down. Yeah. You hear doors being locked. Yeah. Um, you see mothers and daughters calling their kids the, off the street. Yeah. 
Some crazy guy with a gun. Yeah. Somewhere. Um, so, yeah, it was a little, little hard to believe, but still, it was still fun to watch for me. Um, there was a moment where Kelly, kind of, she is exhibiting power to see things like the master sees. Mm-hmm. Uh, to see through uh, another vampire's eyes, and she saw Zach, so she uh, she heads in to get him. Um, so the Red Hook battle cry. Uh, who who had, it was Fett and Nora, right? Who went to the underground power station? Yeah, with the kid, with, with Zach, Zach. Uh, and they get the lights back on after a really really quick tutorial. This this manual is huge. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> um, and she manages to... She's smart, I guess. Uh, and she was able to figure out how to get power Brilliant, on. as Fett would say. Yeah. Or genius. Genius. Yeah. Genius. She came into a power station and flipped every switch. <laughs> He's made no comment about her genius as she helped uh, concoct a cure. Yeah, or, or at least a, a, a countermeasure yeah, and to he, this vampire here she comes in, And then she gets some fucking light switches yeah, going. She comes in, does the like... Fighter equivalent of button mashing. Yeah. Uh, you're just pressing all the buttons. How is this working? Flip these switches. <laughs> uh, and Kelly shows up at the power plant. Why? Okay. Why was Nora the one doing that and not uh, Dutch? Isn't Dutch like this world-renowned hacker? hacker. Yeah. Hacker and techie. She, yeah. She, we forgot the scene where she was welding. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. She, Which she learned from Fett. <laughs> Which she learned from Fett. Uh, and it's also, I'm not a welder, but you'd want to clear some of the area out. She's got like, she, she's in her living room and every, the sparks are flying Something all over the place. Her velvet couch is in <laughs> yeah. danger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just weird. Yeah. Uh, but uh, a minor thing as far as this episode's issues go. Like yeah. Uh, the rats love. Yeah. Uh, then... Yeah, so Kelly is at the at the power plant, uh, the power station, as they're trying to get things turned back on, and uh, she Fett, Fett runs out, shoots her a couple times. Uh, she shoots the window, and then she's kind of chased off by by some cops. Yeah, uh, and then we, that was it for her, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, she's gone after that. Yeah. Um, and good riddance. F man. and Abe had their own little plan uh, where they were kind of going to go off. Uh, Abe says to F after, when he asks him about the gun, um, he kind of show he kind of says something along the lines of, "I know what that's for. Um, just know from someone who's spent some time around monsters, you want to keep keep your your uh, humanity yeah. um, because he knew that it was for a human." Probably knows that it's for Palmer, um, uh, and F's got to do a lot better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's got to do a lot. It seemed like he was getting really hurt with that gun too. Uh, I don't know if it was just from the the kickback of the gun because yeah. he kept kind of hurt it, something up the shoulder. Um, Is he still recovering from whatever happened to him? He, he got shot, right? Yeah, but that, I thought that was like his side. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was I, it's, the gun. Seems like a stupid. Like, first of all, where? How? Why can't? Why can't he practice anything? I don't know. And why not? 
get one of the guns that all the other cops have. The council only asked for a gun, and they were like, yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, I uh, saw the wire that one time. I really <laughs> like Omar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. F's coming. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ephraim's coming. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember that song. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the aftermath is the, the whole remember this day kind of thing. Yeah, St. Uh, Crispin's Day. Yeah, so they're, they're building, they're really putting, a, this show's putting a lot, of, a lot behind her. Mm-hmm. So either she's going to be somebody or she's going to die. Uh, or maybe she'll be neither, like every well, other that's character. What, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm like. You would or, think that she's either going to be propped up, or she's going to be killed off. Um, the people's mayor, or or she's just going to continue off and be ignored in in some capacity. Um, I like her. I like her as a character. Uh, I hope she continues to grow. Uh, it's a lot of hope, I guess, but I do. I hope she continues to grow in the show. Um, and in influence, uh, because she she has listened to sense as far as this um, this group of riffraff this riffraff is concerned. Uh, so, yeah, you know maybe she's going to be maybe she'll be the next mayor and she'll really help to bring things uh, bring things under control. She won't. Oh, that's a shame. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a- a- Abe and F have their their own plan. Uh, Abe goes searching for Ikorst, Ikorst, because he knows that Ikorst. Why does Ikorst keep going for him? Why does he keep taking the bait? What for Abe? Yeah, he's like taunting him. It's a, it's a six. It's a seventy-year feud, I guess. At mm-hmm. this point, yeah. But also, like, I like they've show, they've shown no evidence of Abe ever getting the like. Abe has kind of foiled Ikorst's plans, but. Ikorst just loves tormenting Abe. Like yeah. he's gonna he's gonna kick the shit out of Abe. Yeah. He was gonna kick the shit out of Abe tonight, except F was there. Yeah. Um he's gonna be fine. His wounds heal. So we found out an important thing tonight. F is Jewish. Uh maybe, but maybe not. Maybe it's just they're just maybe it's just Ikorst deciding that F is Jewish. Yeah. His last name could be Goodweather. <laughs> Sounded like he kept calling him Goodwin, too. Goodwin, yeah. I thought his last name was Goodweather. Goodwill. Goodweather. Yeah, but it sounded like he kept calling him Goodwin. Oh, maybe. But, like, why is that important? Why is F being potentially Jewish and... It's, I mean, it's just... I think it's just coloring for Eichhorst's character, right? This, uh... He really is a Nazi. Yeah. I mean, you also had him... So you also had him, I mean, if we're going to get into that for a, you know, a very split minute, um, he was, he walked into a building and he was searching for Abe. Uh, so you have the, the, that sort of tone to it too. Um, uh, and it's like, I know you're, I know you're around here. Where are you? You know, it's, ugh. but I don't know that any of that is necessary to the show. Um, but eh, whatever. Um, so they have their, uh, moment, Abe blows it, big time, mm-hmm. um, like he does this huge wind up as he's getting run at, uh, doesn't even get this, hack, get the hack at him really, he just gets tossed to the side, um, mm-hmm. and I course for some reason doesn't do anything with him, he goes after F, mm-hmm. um, 
And then they just kind of switch places. So if I'm giving this show more credit, they could have kind of planned that. Because the, the way that it worked out, it could have been a plan, too. Yeah. Um, but they don't go into that this could be any sort of plan. It just happened that way. Um, and this was one of my favorite scenes in the show, just from the way it was being shot and the way it was played, but then became quickly one of my most... one, one of my, the more disliked scenes of the show, just because nobody died. Mm-hmm. Um, and the show needs that. Someone needs to go. Yeah, the show needs it. Um, they'll probably <laughs> kill off. They'll kill off the Dutch's girlfriend. That's my prediction. Yeah. That's yeah. a stone called lock. We'll <laughs> yeah, lock that lock, in. Lock it in. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that could be another thing. Like, um, we're not killing anybody off. we got to give them something. A new open. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give them a new open, and we keep all the characters. Yeah. I just like, I like the idea of, like, um, the, uh, the executive producers, uh, daughter like storming into a staff meeting and being like I just saw the script you can't kill Ikhorse I already drew him for the title cards (laughs) (laughs) I did that and then they're just like okay (laughs) sure just like uh, just a big big line of coke coke you know (laughs) (sighs) alright fine I don't care Fine, whatever you want. Yeah, all right. Uh, it, uh, um, just put in brackets, uh, Eichhorst jumps jumps away. Eichhorst <laughs> <laughs> jumps away. Um, it's all the new title cards. I guess I'll be around a little while longer. And, and even just that quickly, it almost deteriorates yeah. into Anne Ramsey. Yeah. Um, which is that woman's name, by the way. Yes. Uh, from Goonies. Clumsy poop. Um... I think that's it. I think that's it for the show. Uh, any thoughts? No. Ugh. <laughs> I'm just no. No, it's just like it was such a boring episode. Maybe it's because I watched it back to back with last <laughs> week's. So it was a little bit too much strain uh, overload. But I was so. Bo- I'm sick of. I've said this probably on three or four other podcasts. I'm sick of we almost had the bastards and then we lost them. That's like three or four episodes a season. You get someone important in a room, they're almost dead, and then they weren't. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's the thing. Like if I, let's let's kill off Icorst because then you have a more interesting dynamic where uh, Kelly can take his mm-hmm. take his place. Uh, and she's still being tugged in the direction of uh, of, of Zach, yeah. uh, and what what happens there? Um, but we don't know until mm-hmm. we shake things up, mm-hmm. and we're not shaking anything up. Yeah. We're not. We don't even. Th- this world isn't even getting worse. Yeah. Can I put out a request? Yes. Um, so we've gotten uh, we've gotten we've talked about this at length, but we've gotten two uh, one star reviews for this podcast uh, because we are. Because the people said we were too critical of the show, and we're uh, we don't like the show. Um, and I I, w- I would just wonder if anybody's listening to this podcast or has listened to the podcast in the past and somehow hears this, um, if there's somebody who like really likes this show and really likes it at, from episode to episode, has like really liked every episode, um, I, I, can 
can we Skype you in and just hear like the perspective of somebody who like has like just like really enjoyed like every episode and like I promise like we will not like we will treat it like a serious interview we won't like try to like prove you wrong or anything like that but I, I really like and like honestly if you want to pre like just prepare like a a list of like five, ten things that make you like this show a lot that you think are well done or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would be so interested to hear like, um, like a thought out explanation of why you like this show. Because right now I feel like I'm missing something, and maybe what I'm just missing is the right attitude for watching this show. Maybe I am expecting like. I don't know. I'm expecting it to be, at the very least, like Army of Darkness fun, you know. Um, and like I, I've perished the idea of it being good. So now I'm just looking for campy fun, and it's not even being that. But I wonder if there's something that, like, I'm missing, or or if this is just like one of those shows that is like you like because it's bad. I don't know, but I, I would really be interested. Um, so. Um, our email address is srmpodcast at gmail.com. Our Twitter account is at srmpodcast. Um, I think we have a Facebook page. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Same and thing. just whatever it takes, just contact us and let us know. Yeah. Um, because I, I would really love, love to hear it. Yeah. Um, I was going to say... What the hell was I going to say? Uh... uh the, th- the thing is and this goes back to the open like one of the things you want from the open of a show is that it kind of makes the promise of what the show is going to be uh, and this open is so good and not just is, is it good and interesting and f- it's fun like there's there's a really fun it's dark but there's also a very fun element to this to this open from the way things are drawn to the way things are animated uh, and I think they need to start looking at this this open, I guess, in season three. Yeah. Uh, and really try to capture the tone of that in each episode. Uh, because like you said, uh, you, maybe an army of darkness fun, and it's not that. And it's not a super serious thing either. It's riding this line in between, as I've said many times, and it, from scene to scene, uh, yeah. doesn't seem to be consistent. And hitting none of the notes. Yeah, and I think that's why. It's because it, the, the show doesn't necessarily know what it is. Yeah. Uh, it's trying to be too many things at once and succeeding at none uh, overall. There are a lot of really, really fun moments within within the show and fun fun things mm-hmm. and a lot of things that are well done, um, but the, the piece as a whole isn't quite hitting. Yes, so to paraphrase... Uh, Martin Luther King, uh, your title sequence is a promissory note of a better show. And now the onus is on you, FX, to make the show that fits the title sequence. I'm Steve. Let's winners do and winners and losers. Um, so my, my winner is, um, is Miss Justine. Because she, the councilwoman, the count, councilwoman Justine, mayor of Red Hook or whatever, queen of Red Hook, councilwoman, councilwoman, yeah, sure, um, <laughs> council person Justine, um, because she, 
she really, um, Sarah Palin did hard at this episode, but came out on top. She's like, yeah, give me a gun, put me on the front lines. It's like, yo, it, what are cops for? I can see and, Pennsylvania and she, from my house. Yeah, she rallied the people. She did everything. Uh, so good on ya. Um, my loser this week is, um, is gun manufacturers. Because apparently your items don't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the gun's fault. Uh, Jolie? Uh, my winner is Nora because she just keeps looking better and better. She's like, looking she's really just good. Getting, she was our, always our loser last season, and she's just really, uh, in comparison to all the other boneheads on the show, looks great. You're talking about like character-wise? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, physically as well. Physically. But also physically, she's a total yeah. babe. Uh, and and that's just allowing her character to develop. Mm-hmm. Last last season, she was all one note. This mm-hmm. season, she, her character, yeah, yeah, it, it's doing things and it's growing. Yeah. Uh, my loser is the boat driver. Yeah. He was all ready. He put on his little captain's hat. He was ready for a party on that yacht. Mm-mm. Yeah. Oh, quick question about that. They were, like, just, like, outright vampires on the... Like, it wasn't, like... It was, like, a thriller party leaving that boat. So if you're that captain and you're on that boat, you are honor-bound, right, to do something. Mm-hmm. You've got a you got a flight... The one that dropped in Pennsylvania. What's that one? 52? 92? Uh, flight 93. 93? Yeah, you got a flight 93, that shit. Yeah. Right? Right into the ground. <laughs> Just turn got, turn the boat uh, into the water? Yeah, you gotta, like, capsize <laughs> it into the Hudson. You gotta, like, go below deck and, like, light the engine on fire or something. Yeah, or at least radio land and say, hey, send a, send a squad of, uh, I don't know, what do they have around there? Coast Guard. Coast Guard. Do vampires swim, you think? Breathe underwater. They don't need I don't to think breathe. they need to breathe, so right, I guess they saying. can just survive underwater. Mm-hmm. But you oh. don't see a lot of swimming vampires. I think it's like I'm sure uh, there's some that want the exercise. I, th- I think uh, I think somebody accidentally uh, somebody accidentally blessed the Hudson River at some point, so it's all holy water now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so blessed. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, for me, uh, I guess my winner is Eichhorst. Uh, that slippery German. Yep. Get got away again. Um, and my loser is Abe because he has one goal. <laughs> he gets close each time and fails at it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still my favorite character, probably my favorite character on the show. Um, not just for the voice, um, but um, he's just he's just a fun character, mm-hmm. um, and he's one of the more Developed of them, uh, although he did, he is, he does have a tendency to be a you know exposition bot. Um, uh, so, okay. yeah, that's it. Uh, and what do you got coming up? Shows? Uh, October eleventh at the playground in the Adrian Building at twenty thirty twenty 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 thirty Sansom Street. Uh, come see Barbara Bush at seven thirty. We're doing an hour-long comedy show sketch uh, with Nicole Yates opening for us. Uh, it's a fundraiser to help us go to Indianapolis. Uh, also, we've 
relaunched our t-shirt campaign. So if you want a Barbara Bush t-shirt, go to www.barbarabushcomedy.com and buy yourself a snazzy looking t-shirt. Uh, and then every Wednesday at Philly Improv Theater, come see House Team 1816. The, 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 uh, Dave? Um... Uh, classes at Philly Improv Theater um, sale right now. Uh, I'm teaching a 101 and a 201 next semester. So sign up for those. You can meet me, hang out from me, with me, learn comedy from me. If you like what you get on this podcast, just imagine what I can <laughs> do for you. I'm actually I'm a much better teacher than a podcaster. Um, also, uh, check out Fit House Team the Future every Saturday night. Um, I'm on that with a bunch of other uh, super talented people. And uh, and we 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 do great shows. Seriously, yeah. worth your money. Cool. Uh, the sale that David is talking about—that's for Philly Improv Theater, as he said. Fit classes. The sale begins technically tomorrow, but everything is uh, online now. Although, if you're listening to this, it is tomorrow, which is today, uh, September seventh. It runs through September fourteenth. That is a hundred dollars off any improv one hundred and one or sketch writing one hundred and one class. Uh, so they are only 199 bucks, and you get into shows for free with a student pass. You have access to practice groups to double your training time, and you also have a graduation show that you can invite anybody you want to. Uh, and uh, you meet a lot of new people, uh, like the people that sit at this table. So yeah, that's neat. Come um, as far as shows go for me, I have a show this Friday at FIT uh, at 7.30 p.m. It's called Pasiones de Pasiones. You're doing Pasiones this week? Yeah, Friday. At 7.30. Hell yeah. Uh, and it is, uh, it's an improvised telenovela. It's going to be a little bit shorter. This one's only about 15 minutes, so it's probably going to be even more condensed stupidity. Um, Pasternus is one of my favorite shows of all time. It's a, it's a, it's a goof-off, goofball show. Uh, but that's with me at 7.30. And also, as David mentioned, the future, uh, most Saturdays... Um, he is on it. A bunch of talented people are on it. I direct it. And it is, it is a fun show. Uh, and lastly, I'll mention this a bunch of times coming up. A improvised horror comedy uh, is coming, to, coming back to fit. It's called Stay Dead. It is directed by me. This is my fifth year directing an improvised Halloween show for fit. And this is the second year I'm directing Stay Dead. And it's got a fantastic cast. Uh, and you can look for us on Facebook, Stay Dead. And uh, you can actually buy tickets now. They are now on sale. And that uh, opens October 22nd and runs until Halloween at midnight. Mm. Thanks, everybody. Ooh, I was I working in the lab. <laughs> <laughs>